Support for this podcast comes from Format. Format provide award-winning careers websites to employers such as View, Atkins and Muller. Working with Format can help you attract and engage higher numbers of better quality applicants. They get these results by their complete focus on the candidate experience, fantastic technology that enables long-term passive candidate engagement and seamless integration with your ATS. For more information and to get in touch for a free review of your career site, please go to www.format.com slash podcast. Format is spelt with a number four, then M-A-T. The web address again, www.format.com slash podcast. There's been more of scientific discovery more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 23 of the Recruiting Future podcast. This week's guest is Kevin Huff from LV. I've been really impressed over the last few years by a lot of the things that LV has been doing with their talent attraction and resourcing strategies. It was great to talk to Kevin and get the inside track about everything from social media through to employer branding and some of the really interesting insights LV are getting from using data. Enjoy the interview. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Recruiting Future podcast interview. Uh, my guest this week is Kevin Huff from LV. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Hello. I'm very good, thank you. Enjoying the sunshine at the moment, which is great. Ah, you're down in, uh, down in sunny Bournemouth, aren't you? That's correct, yes. Yes, uh, there's there's no sunshine where I am today, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> but uh, oh, I sent I sent some down for you. Thank you. That's um, that's kind of much appreciated. Um, could you just uh, for for people who kind of aren't familiar, uh, you know, with, with with you and what you do, could you just give us some um, a little background on uh, you know uh, what you've done in the past and and talk a little bit about your your role at LV? Sure, absolutely. So in, t- in terms of my background, um, predominantly have been working in sort of project management traditionally. Um, my core area of expertise way back was information management. So did a lot of work with the police and the army. So um, the Holly and Jessica murders, I was involved working with the police IT organization from the information management side. So very exciting there. Um, I then moved into financial services um, and then arrived at LV back in 2009 um, as a senior project manager and did some work with the HR function there, which thoroughly enjoyed um, and saw the recruitment team and thought, you know what, that would be a fantastic challenge to take on. Always had an interest in recruitment um, and the rest is history. So. The, the, the current role that I hold is um, the head of group resourcing. Um, so I'm responsible and me and my team are responsible for all of the recruitment across um, LV, so all of the sites and all of the functions. What I find particularly interesting is, you know, I don't have a recruitment background. So I guess this role has been fantastic to learn the trade. But one thing it has done is given me a real passion for, you know, the whole world of talent acquisition, employer branding, um, and, and that's why I'm, I'm here today, really. Fantastic. 
Um, I uh, I think I've seen you sort of present um, a couple of times and I've uh, been aware of um, LV through kind of various awards that you've won and things that you've done. And I know that um, uh, there's, there's quite a few things that you, that interesting things that you've done in the kind of resourcing space in the last, um, in the, in the last sort of last two or, two or three years. Um, what, what are you kind of most proud of in terms of things that have been implemented at LV in terms of resourcing um, since you've been, you know, since you've kind of been working in this role? I think, I think there's, a, there's, there's a couple. I think that the largest one for me and probably the most obvious answer is, is been our social media um, strategy that's been tied into recruitment. I think looking back two years ago, we had a Facebook account, we had a Twitter account, which we, you know, we used to a certain extent. And everyone, you know, consistently asked the question, you know, how effective is social media for recruitment? And you just can't answer that question unless you dip your toe in and actually go for it. So together with the team, uh, we pulled together a proper social media um, recruitment strategy, which looked at what we're trying to aim for, achieve. Um, and over the years, we've, we've built a really strong social media presence um, and indeed expanding that through to LinkedIn, Instagram um, and some of the other media. And I think what it's actually done is really demonstrated that it does have a really strong place um, in recruitment and definitely for us here at LV. Um, but it, it, it's always great when, you know, even competitors will approach us to understand how we've achieved what we've done. And it, it goes back to our mentality. You've just got to get on and do it um, and, and do it well and have a focus there. So I think the social media is definitely the key one I'd look at. Um, the other one is around some of our thinking with some of the data and I think and how we use our MI. So just to use one example that seemed to get a bit of attention at the time is we had frustrations with some of our sites around where we'd potentially um, hire successful candidates in terms of localities. And we were so frustrated to, to actually point out where we could great, get some great people from. We just literally took a data dump from our HR system that demonstrated where our people are willing to travel from and where they lived in, in, um, in relation to our offices. Um, and then on top of that, overlaid where people were applying from as well. And it just really helped to have some really great conversations with the business to point out where people are traveling, where our core communities are, and conversely helped us really look at where our attraction capabilities are and how effective. So you know, what, one example was we, we pointed out we we're probably sponsoring the wrong train station. So uh, Interesting. It was, yeah. yeah, it was it was quite an interesting exercise. And for me, that was, you know, an Excel spreadsheet dump and integrate it into Google Maps. Um, but it's just making use of that data. So those are probably sort of two of the bits. You know, there's, there's many that, that the team I'm very proud of delivered, but those are probably two of the more higher profile ones, I guess. No, some uh, there, there's some great stuff there. Uh, just just kind of out of interest, and it might be a difficult question to 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 answer. But with the social media, what what have you found to sort of be the most effective thing um, that that you've done as as part of that strategy? I think it's it's really trying to tie. What are you trying to achieve from it? Because I think if you look at we're going to use social media to recruit, I think you're going to, to fail immediately because we know from our stats and anecdotally looking at others, just posting, we're get, you know, we've got a job, we've got a job, just, just doesn't hit it. 
for me, the focus is around engagement around the community. It's not necessarily the number of followers, it's how you engage them and therefore posts that we're particularly proud of are those that are around our, um, you know, the diverse approach. So we've done a lot of work with our LGBTQ community um, and our disabled community here at LV and actually those posts tend to get a lot of engagement around our support of a brand. The one thing that social media does do is it really demonstrates the authenticity. So I could stand up or the, the chief exec could stand up and say why it's such a fantastic place to work here at LV and the culture is wonderful, but actually until you can see it um, coming through from people posting, and it's not even necessarily posts that we make, it's people that are contributing to those posts. So the example I used is, uh, I think, a mother post in response to one of our, our, our ads about sort of working there, saying how fantastic her son's finding it and it's changed his life and he's so much happier. And actually, that's the kind of stuff that really is more powerful to someone. T totally. And I think it's... Uh uh very interesting that it's that kind of content that's 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 kind of really resonating for for you because i think we you know we're, we're stuck in a uh a, a kind of a state of mind lots of companies are stuck in a state of mind where they think it's all about posting jobs and um you know obviously yeah. obviously it's not and i think it's it's evolving it as well because i think you know we've been building upon that strategy so it's gone from posting i think a lot of people are afraid to start conversation on social media there's always a fear of you know if there's any backlash or anything comes out you know you know across wrongly but we're really trying to now engage further such as starting conversations if we're seeing someone's tweeting about wanting a job in bournemouth we actually start to engage and support people so there's some really interesting trails that we've got where we've supported people right the way through from the fact they were looking for a job through to giving them confidence and interview tips coming up to their assessment day. So you can utilize it in a, re you know, in a really different way. It's, it just transforms how you can access and communicate with your candidates. Very interesting. Um, so the uh, I suppose one of the other things that I wanted to talk to you about was you you recently did a, uh, a presentation at um breakfast too um about employer branding which uh, which had a kind of a particularly interesting title and i just wondered if you could uh perhaps share some of the uh key lessons that you've uh, that you've kind of learned on your uh on your kind of a recent um employer branding journey Sure, because I mean, I think that for me, what was really important about that particular um, presentation is I feel that, that people like myself learn through seeing where other people may have had challenges. And I think it's much easier to look at what challenges you faced rather than there was a fantastic job. How can I replicate that? Because every brand is different. Every organization is different. So that particular presentation focused on kind of, you know, my top 10 employer branding mistakes. And I think, you know, broadly some of the theme with that is, firstly, fundamentally, is do people really understand what employer brand is? Because one of the mistakes that potentially we, you know, probably fell for a few years ago is that it's very fundamentally around the look, the feel um, of your website or your career's advertising. And yes, that's an initial touch point. But the way I like to talk about it is it's, it's what people say about you when you're not in the room. 
Um, and, and one of the, the interesting anecdotes that, that I know gets banded around is, you know, the employer brand and employee value proposition is, or, you know, is often referred to as the corporate B-Day. Every posh place has one but doesn't know what to do with it. <laughs> and, 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 I think some, yeah. and I think sometimes that, that, that is the case. So, you know, a presentation talks about, you know, do you really understand what your EVP or your employee value proposition is? Why would someone join your brand? And it goes back to that old adage of the elevator pitch. What sets you and sets you apart differently? And what we're trying to do, I'm hoping we're trying to be clever and not tying ourselves in knots, but we know what drives one of our customer service representatives to join LV is very, very different to a senior experienced professional in our finance function, for example. So we've done a lot of work actually redefining that proposition, but also designing the messaging matrix coming out of it. And the output of that has been really, really intriguing to to look and say, goodness, I think we'd have pitched adverts for finance a, a bit differently. So that's been really useful. I think the other core themes that I touched on were things like consistency. So I had a really um, interesting slide that was quite embarrassing, I think, for me to produce, which was demonstrating that um, we have um, adverts out there that are part of our 2015 employer brand. Candidates were then encouraged to apply via our 2012 careers website. um, And if they were successful, they'd have an offer pack we designed in 2009. And, you know, it had, you know, and and, and it kind of sort of goes on and it's, it's just about thinking about all of those touch points, not just when someone's being recruited, but actually fundamentally when they're um, joining the organization. So it's just thinking about that. And if your employer brand is you know, centra- you know, centralized around your people, is how are you going to engage with those people and, and make them ambassadors? I always joke about, um, you know, a a journalist was asking me how many people work for the resourcing team and I said 6,000 because, (laughs) because, do you know what, which ironically did lead lead to a bit of an awkward misquote which I had to correct because I think people thought I'd run the biggest resourcing function in the world. I think mum was proud. Um, But but, but, but fundamentally, that's true. You know, the organisation absolutely should all be ambassadors for your brand and help you to attract that top talent. so, and, and finally, the, the, the other one that I think is particularly more prevalent now is what I call the economics of candidate experience. So, if you consider how many people you may reject every year, how many of those people have had such a poor experience that they would never choose to purchase an LV product again? I'd hope not many, but um, if you start to think about that, there's a real economics too actually, you could be losing a hell of a lot of business commercially if you're not actually treating people in the right way. So everyone has that, um, you know, we want everyone to walk away even if they didn't get the job and think, what a great experience. But we know fundamentally that's not always the reality. So that was another area that I'm particularly interested in, really. So I hope that I hope that get a bit of a bit of a summary, but uh, it, it's, it's quite an interesting subject. I could talk for hours, Matt. So. <laughs> 
you know, feel feel free. There's never a there's never a time limit on the podcast. Um, I, I think that's really interesting, actually, because I think the, the theme that's coming out of everything that you're saying is, um, you know, this kind of whole brand ambassador. So, you know, your resourcing team is brand ambassadors. The the rest of the company is brand ambassadors, um, but also, uh, you know, the, the the kind of external audiences and stakeholders as well. So, you know, someone who works for the company's mother as a as a brand yeah. ambassador, and I think I think that's really, um, you know, really really interesting that. Um, that you found that, and um, you know, it sounds like the results kind of um, uh, speak for themselves. That 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 that, that works as a strategy. Yeah, and and I think also I think organisations are going to have to work a bit harder as well. And you know, with the introduction of things such as Glassdoor, you know, that that's another one that I think is worth sort of keeping your, your finger on the pulse with because the conversation is going to be happening on that medium, whether you like it or not, and whether you choose to engage actually starts to sort of you know separate you as, as, as an employer so that's something i'm very mindful of because it's almost like the online trip advisor that's monitoring your employer branding and what the, what the word is on the ground so that's definitely one that i'm, I'm keeping an eye on so uh, fi- final uh you know obviously I could, I could talk for hours as well but we should probably uh you know we should, we should probably kind of people wrap, be wrap flopping off to sleep yes <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, you know absolutely but um uh, f- final question i'm obviously very interested to know uh you know what, what's kind of what's kind of next for lv what's your what's your focus um over the sort of next 18 um 80, 18 months or so and how do you think uh you know recruitment and resourcing are going to de- develop um over that over that time as well I think we broadly as a group, we're we're looking to you know transform the business in terms of you know actually being you know more efficient at what we do, getting to the next stage in terms of you know if we look at the general insurance market for example, all of the introduction of new technologies such as the telematics that can tell how you're driving, through to on our life business how you can start to get a bit of online um, advice etc. So. As a business, we're, we're always looking to grow and do things differently. I think there's always that big question mark about the, you know, the full impact of digital, and that tends to be the buzzword everyone likes to use. But I think fundamentally, as the business starts to develop and, and move itself forward, we need to be set up correctly as a team to deliver what the business needs, because roles that we were delivering two, three years ago are really evolving in terms of the, the true skill sets and requirements. So if I just look at the IT and change, there's lots of um, different developers and codes that we um, code languages that we need to be um, getting in the door. The piece that's been really big for us and, and where you know our vision as a, as a recruitment team is is really becoming a true talent acquisition function. And that's around looking at the whole target operating model of the resourcing function, which we've recently restructured to really be able to service the business um, in the right way. So rather than being business focused, we're transforming ourselves to be function focused, um, which then makes sure that we're leveraging the brand, we're understanding what the sell is and building strategies around that. And I think that for us, when we can tick the box and say we've got there, I think that for us is, is a tremendous achievement. What I'm not willing to do is just rebadge ourselves the talent acquisition team because it's a sexy word to use. It's what tells us that we've got ourselves there. So 
it's a really big year for, for, for the resourcing function, so it's one that's quite exciting but, but terribly busy and setting ourselves up for the future. Yeah, it sounds like uh, it's it sounds like um, it's going to be a very interesting uh, a very interesting time. Um, it Kevin, is. Kevin, thank you very much for talking to me. Pleasure, and no, I really enjoyed it. My thanks to Kevin Huff. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I'd be very, very grateful if you could share them with a colleague who might be interested. Also, I'd be even more grateful if you could write a review in iTunes for the podcast. You can, of course, also subscribe to the podcast in iTunes as well as on Stitcher. For show notes, all the past episodes and to subscribe to the mailing list, go to www.rfpodcast.com. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.